one family. They have eight children and they stayed in the shelter we are providing. They are safe now in Poland, but you can understand Poland is not their home. The parents now desperately to find jobs, educations for their children. They don't know where to go or when they can come back to their country. So they, in a, in a day, they just lost their lives. Welcome to the Ending Poverty Together podcast. I'm Shalane, and we're here to discuss big questions about poverty in bite-sized ways. On February 24th, 2022, Russia invaded the Ukraine, triggering a massive humanitarian crisis. It's estimated that over 8 million people have been displaced by the violent conflict, many fleeing into neighboring countries like Poland. Families have lost their homes, livelihoods, and security, and the crisis is mounting. Today I have the privilege of having Hyun Ju Jong on our podcast. Miss Jong is the Regional Director of Africa, Europe, and Latin America for Korea Food for the Hungry International. She has 10 years experience in project management and monitoring, experience in child protection and gender-based violence in humanitarian contexts. She holds a master's degree in international development cooperation and joined KFHI in 2012. I am so grateful to have you join us today, Jang, to discuss the partnership between FH Canada and FH Korea in response to this refugee crisis and to help us understand, as Canadians, what is happening in Poland and in the Ukraine. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jang. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you for having me here. Mm-hmm. Zhang, one of the questions that we begin asking all of our guests is, what does it mean to thrive? And so I'm wondering if you would be willing to talk about what does it mean to thrive in light of the circumstances that you find yourself working in now? I believe thriving is an extension of community. Community here means a relationship where we share thoughts and values so that we rejoice together in joyous things and grieve together when we see someone in trouble. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that the only one idea and value is right, but rather that we believe each of us are precious creature created by God and individuals that should be respected and mm. that we should cherish our time in this world and take care of each other. That's why KFHI is here in Poland to help and to respond to Ukraine crisis. Mm-hmm. Thank you. KFHI has a history of working in the Ukraine prior to this crisis, correct? Yes. Can you tell us what work you were doing in the country prior to this beginning? Yes. KFHI has been serving the vulnerable in about 50 countries through relief and development programs since 1985. Ukraine is one of those countries. 
Hmm. And we recruit, train, and send missionaries to each country. In 2005, KFHI began working by sending missionaries to Ukraine. The main regions are central and eastern part of Ukraine, uh, Kyiv, Cherkasy, and Melitopol. Hmm. We work with Ukraine local governments and community leaders, including church members, and trying to enlarge the capacity of the community through various ways, such as leadership training, vocational programs, after-school classes, equipping digital facilities in libraries and schools, etc. Mm-hmm. So you've already been working with churches and with communities in the Ukraine for years yes. prior. Can you please update us on what the current state is in the Ukraine? And what is KFHI doing to support refugees who are fleeing the Ukraine? So the current state of Ukraine, 8 million people are internally displaced and the eastern region of Ukraine is severely damaged by the attack of Russia. Many mm. people are fleeing to uh, the western part of Ukraine. Over 6 million people have fled Ukraine and moved to neighboring countries. And refugees have moved to the largest influx to Poland. And about 3.4 million people came to Poland. The Polish government is very active in accepting refugees. Mm. And there are places for refugees in major cities and near the borders. Mm -hmm. Refugees stay overnight in big facilities such as mm -hmm. exhibition center, schools, or mm -hmm. stadiums. And essential facilities and services including baths and food, hot food, well prepared in such a large space. However, uh, since it is a large accommodation facilities, uh, it is difficult to protect their privacy. Mm. The beds are close together and dozens of people sleep in a room. Wow. So they just want to stay there for less than two weeks. Mm -hmm. They usually and set off in search of a secondary settlement but they may stay longer there more than a month if they have nowhere to go because mm -hmm. they don't have relatives or other acquaintances in Poland or neighboring countries. I see. Wow. So they could be in these facilities, these massive facilities for two to four weeks or longer, it sounds like. Zhang, what is... KFHI specifically doing to support the refugees who are fleeing the Ukraine? Yes. Uh, what KFHI values most in our activities is protection and respect for mm. Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. And all of our actions in response uh, have three main objectives. And first, protect the right of Ukrainian refugees to have educate food and mm -hmm. ensure 
the right. Second, the ensured right of Ukrainian refugees to access to appropriate hygiene products. Mm-hmm. And third, Ukraine refugees are provided with a safe living environment in a secondary settlement. Mm. So, so food, uh, we, hygiene, yes, hygiene and, item, mm-hmm. and shelter. Okay, and shelter, yeah. Yeah, food, hygiene item, and shelter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have established KFHI uh, office in Lublin, Poland. Mm-hmm. And one of the Poland's closest cities to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And Lublin is the eastern part of Poland, three hours away from Warsaw, the capital city, and mm-hmm. four hours away from uh, Ukrainian port, border. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to a UN report, Many Ukraine refugees are coming to Lublin, and the population of Lublin city is about 340,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of mid-March, uh, more than 30,000 refugees had come to Lublin as refugees. Wow. And it's equivalent to about 10% of the population of the city. Mm-hmm. That's why we set up an office here. Mm-hmm. And the activities. Mm-hmm. KFHI, uh, we are now helping Ukraine in two ways. The first is for refugees who have fled Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And the second is for refugees isolated in western part of Ukraine and mm-hmm. the residents of eastern regions. Eastern region is most effective by the war. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we are to help refugees, firstly, for the refugees who have fled Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We are uh, operating shelters for small groups of people. Mm-hmm. So, in a way that protects their privacy and mm. provides them with a safer space. Mm-hmm. And shelters are mainly for women and children, and families stay, stay in a separate space. So around 10 people stay in a space of 80 square meters. Hmm, okay. And Jung, if I can just ask, my understanding is that the majority of refugees are women and children. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, okay. Because the um, men should serve as a mm. um, military uh, service in mm-hmm. the Ukraine. So if parents have more than three kids, then the father can come with the children oh. to Ukraine or the other uh, uh, to other countries but if don't if they don't have yeah such uh, three or more children the man should stay in in ukraine oh i did not know that wow so yeah women and children they just move to other countries Hmm. the fathers stay in ukraine or the mothers and children if they do not depart from their father's they just stay in the western part of Ukraine. Hmm. 
Yeah. So, okay. so many refugees are in western part, or they just move to neighboring countries. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. And you, I'm sorry, I interrupted you there. You were talking about the activities that you're doing. Are there other yes. things besides the shelters that you're providing? Yes, as I said, huge refugees are stay in the western part of Ukraine, mm-hmm. but that's not their homes. They're just hovering over their oh, the right. area, so they stayed uh, relatives' house or they. There should be some shelters, cause there are churches and there are NGOs in mm. Ukraine, mm-hmm. so they gathered in that place. But they need food and hygiene items, essentials. So we are giving those items here from Poland to western part of Ukraine. Mm. So we uh, transport those items with a truck. Okay. So you, FH Korea, is providing those kinds of food and hygiene products from Poland? Poland. Into Western Ukraine. Ukraine. Yes. Mm. Also, we sent missionaries to Mm. Ukraine before the war. Mm -hmm. So there are staff and there are residents. So there are people who we are cooperating with before. So Ah, we need to protect those people Mm -hmm. uh, still remaining in Eastern region. Okay. So uh, you do you are you saying that you have still have some missionaries in the eastern region? No. No, uh, okay. Yeah, the foreign ministry uh-huh. of Korean banned Korean stay in Ukraine okay. after the war. So mm-hmm. the old missionaries are now in Poland and mm-hmm. in Korea, South Korea. Okay, but, I see. But we have Step local steps there. Okay. Yeah. We are supporting uh, the community through mm-hmm. the local step. Mm-hmm. So we wire the money to mm-hmm. local step, and local step buy stuff for the community members. I see. Because you have been working in eastern Ukraine, you have local people, Ukrainians, who yes. are there that you are able to support now through financial means. And I would be interested to know what you have established in terms of relationships with maybe other faith-based organizations in the region to provide aid. Maybe one of the things that is a high value for FH Canada is collaborating with other organizations. So I'm curious to know how KFHI is collaborating with other organizations right now? Uh, we are foreigners here, KFHI. Mm. Yeah, all the steps are Korean. Mm-hmm. So one of my role is finding partners and connect them to make synergy so that we can help more Ukrainians in a in an efficient and effective way. Mm-hmm. And we found very good partners here. Mm-hmm. ERF and GSE. The ERF mm-hmm. is Eastern European Reformation Foundation, mm-hmm. and G 
TLC is God's Light Church. Okay. We, yeah, we have partnership. The two organizations have uh, legal entities here in Poland and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And they worked, they moved from Ukraine to Poland now. And uh, all the st- most of the staff of uh, their organizations are Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. The media kept saying that there would be war between Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So the two organizations prepared for the war. They have secured shelters. Mm-hmm. And right after the Russian attacked uh, Ukraine, mm-hmm. people came to Poland. So uh, the two organizations provide those shelters for the refugees. So we KFHI visited those shelters and checked the facilities and interviewed the refugees. Mm-hmm. And we found uh, ERF and GRC have uh, good conditions for mm. uh, providing, they are providing good conditions, uh, shelters with uh, good conditions for refugees. Mm. And um, since the staffs are Ukrainians, they know mm-hmm. and they un- understand their the refugees' difficulties mm. and they can represent the represent, uh, refugees' voices and for example, they know what Ukrainians usually eat for breakfast mm. and what items they yeah, usually want to have. So that's why we uh, are working with um, ERF and, and GSE. And surprisingly, the, the Ukrainian, the, the step, the ERF step of and GSE, they are friends with missionaries in Ukraine. They oh. have been neighbors 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot of miracles. It, it is. God has gone before. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Jung, for those of us who are living in Canada, we hear stories of numbers, these huge numbers, and it's very difficult for us to really, for me, to really comprehend what this all means. I'm wondering if you have any stories you can tell us about individual people or families that you've been able to have an impact because of the work of KFHI. Uh, KFHI interviewed uh, some of the refugees and I met one family. They have eight children Mm. and they stayed in the shelter we provide, Mm -hmm. we are providing. They are safe now in Poland, Mm -hmm. but you can understand Poland is not their home. Mm. The parents now desperately to find jobs and they want to mm-hmm. education for their children. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, everything has changed for them, hasn't it? Yes, yes. And, and they not- don't know where 
where to go or mm-hmm. when they can come back to their country. So they, in a, in a day, they just lost their lives. Wow. So there's, there's much trauma that these people have experienced in addition to all of their physical needs. There must be just enormous emotional needs as well. Yeah. And uh, seasons has changed. So uh, mm. when they come to Poland, it was very cold. It was winter. So uh-huh. they packed the jacket and yeah. Oh. But the uh, seasons has changing. Spring is coming. Mm-hmm. So, and the uh, children are growing. So mm-hmm. they need clothes and they need yeah, shoes for children. But they have no money because mm. they just came here with a uh, pack, just one or two luggages. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they need cash and they need clothes they need yeah everything mm-hmm. and some of the refugees saw missiles attack their apartment and they saw the the building collapsed in front of them oh my. and some of the refugees just one refugees one mother mm-hmm. kept weeping crying because mm-hmm. she just arrived at the border mm-hmm. but her son mm-hmm. is now serving as a yeah soldier in Ukraine, so oh, she wow. cannot, she can stop thinking of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can she see his son in a life again or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone can guarantee their safety or yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's their story. And that's one woman. And there's, did you say eight million people have been displaced? Yes, internally. Wow, it's just overwhelming. I, I so appreciate the work that you're doing because the numbers, they're huge and they're overwhelming, but you are very much meeting the needs of each individual at a time, which is is what you can do, right? When we think about the numbers, 8 million, I cannot imagine how many of them, but when I met the individuals and listened to mm. their stories, I can experience, I can feel their hurts, mm-hmm. and I can imagine their emotions and their sorrows. Mm-hmm. You are doing very important and very difficult work that must be very challenging for you to hear so many of these stories as well. Jung, I am imagining people listening to this podcast wondering how they can help, what they can do. And maybe our listeners don't know that FH Canada has been receiving very generous donations from Canadians. And we have been partnering with KFHI and Hungry for Life because you have work that you're doing on the ground in Poland and being able to support people directly. So the funds that are being raised in Canada are going to the work that you are doing. I'm wondering, could you share with me 
what are what do you think are the ways that Canadians can help and how can we pray for you? We cannot guarantee uh, the war can end at any moment. Hmm. So we are doing a rapid needs assessment in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And we are cooperating with uh, FH Canada, the Stephen Houston Adversary Consultant from KFHI. Mm-hmm. He is with us. Mm-hmm. And he went to Ukraine last week. He said, and we had discussions how we can help uh, right after the war. And mm-hmm. we, we agreed there's, uh, there should be shelters in the eastern region and okay. western part also because uh-huh. uh, many buildings are collapsed and mm-hmm. the roads and schools and churches mm-hmm. being attacked so there should be some places for the people who lost their places mm-hmm. and so here, shelters for people yes we are now operating shelters here, here in poland Mm-hmm. But after the right after the war, uh, there should be shelters in Ukraine also. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the shelters, the people need food and food and essentials like they need a toothpaste, they mm-hmm. need a blanket, they need a bed, those essential things. And we want Ukrainian people also participate mm-hmm. in recovering their country mm-hmm. but they don't know how to so mm-hmm. we want to cooperate also with the Ukrainian people so mm-hmm. cash for work could be one way mm-hmm. so yeah we can hire Ukrainians to mm-hmm. to rebuild their places to rebuild their schools and churches mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yes that's that's a beautiful testimony of how food for the hungry how we do our work, isn't it? That we want to walk with people and help them to rebuild their own lives, not not do things for them when they can actually participate in that work. So thank you for that. That's, that's a beautiful testimony of that. And if you are listening and you are prompted to want to participate in... The work that Zhang and KFHI and other organizations are doing to help with this refugee crisis, please visit fhcanada.org and you can find out ways to participate at this time. Zhang, I really can't thank you enough for taking time to be with me today to share some of what is happening with this really overwhelming situation with the refugee crisis. And I I just want you to know that we appreciate you and we appreciate all of the work that you're doing and that we stand together with you in prayer and in support. So thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Shelley. To explore what your next steps could be or find out more about how FH Canada and KFHI are partnering together to assist Ukrainian refugees, start by checking out fhcanada.org resources.